good morning. Even on a beautiful sunny spring day, as we have had lately, it is impossible not to be aware that our culture, our nation and our friends and families are living through a time of epidemic. Not simply the physical epidemic caused by coronavirus, but an emotional and spiritual epidemic of despair and anxiety. Everyone I speak to has experienced these emotions, to some level, at some point, over these last weeks. At the start, there was the despair of ever finding toilet roll again in the shops. There's been the despair at the lack of PPE for carers and health service personnel. Despair at being restrained from going to comfort others through painful circumstances. And then anxiety over the unknown and fear of the virus. Anxiety over jobs and how to homeschool. And even anxiety about feeling anxious. Despair and anxiety are both very normal human responses to a time of crisis and uncertainty. And all of us have had days when we've been overwhelmed and have cried tears of grief and despair, been anxious about making decisions or what we're about what we are hearing every day in the news. Even with the news improving, there is a growing anxiety over what a lifting of lockdown will mean how it will be interpreted and what a new normal might look like. Yet Paul tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is joy, not despair, peace, not anxiety. So how can we allow the Holy Spirit to do that deep work in our lives that enables these fruit to grow and mature? Firstly, joy, as we probably all know, is not the same as happiness. And yet many of us have bought into the lie that joy is getting what we want. The good job, the nice house, dinners out, trips to the football or theatre, time with family, playing with the grandkids, whatever it is that makes you happy. These are not bad things at all, and we feel sad when they're taken from us as now. But where can we go to find joy, even in the midst of trouble and difficult circumstances? The Psalms tell us. In Psalm 4, verse 7, we read, You, God, have filled my heart with joy. In Psalm 16, verse 11, His presence is the fullness of joy. And this is all echoed in Acts 14, Verse 17, where Luke writes, Yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. So joy is to be found in God's presence. And evidence of his working in our lives is that he fills our hearts with joy. So how can we grow this fruit? Simply by getting close to the source, spending time in God's presence, meditating on who he is and on his word. Worship at the feet of Jesus takes our eyes off the temporal and focuses our attention on the eternal. Imagine for a moment a waterfall, and I've seen many on my travels, travels, 
it is perfectly possible to stay at a distance and marvel at the flow and power of the falls and remain completely dry. But as you get closer, you first get caught in the spray. But the closer you get, the wetter you become until you are soaked through with water. And one result of getting near to God, of getting drenched in his presence, is joy that fills our hearts and wells up within us to overflowing. It flows out, spills over and changes the atmosphere around us. If you've ever been in a meeting where someone is filled to uncontainable levels with joy, it spills out as laughter. Often this overflows to those around them and a whole section of the meeting room gets caught up in this release of joy. Secondly, the spiritual fruit peace, as we know, is not an absence of difficulty, but a peace within the trials of a rootedness, if you like. It's not a peace as the world describes it, but it is the peace of Christ. Paul writes to Colossians about letting the peace of Christ rule in their hearts. He's writing primarily about peace within relationships, but there is a sense of letting Christ rule, be the umpire, if you like, in our conflicts, whether they are outward with other people or inward as we wrestle with decision-making or feel conflicted. We get to that place of peace through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. As Paul writes in Philippians 4, John Tyson describes one practical way of doing this. If you simply write down a list of your anxieties on the left-hand side of the piece of paper, and then on the right, write promises of God that address these things and start to give thanks, handing the anxieties over to him and allowing the peace of Christ to fill you. For example, perhaps you're becoming anxious about whether you will still have a job as the economic effects of this pandemic hit. Write that down. Jesus in Matthew 6 tells us not to worry about our life what we will eat, drink or wear. Why? Because we are more valuable to him than birds or flowers and he knows what we need and will provide. So we can start by giving thanks and we can start to give those petitions to him. So Father, I thank you that I am valuable to you and that you know what I need to feed my family. Thank you that you'll provide for us and I give you this anxiety. Please fill me with your peace. So coming close to God and prayer and petition with thanksgiving are not one-off events. We need to keep coming back, encountering the joy of the Lord to strengthen us and the peace of God to steady us. Why not, right now, draw close to that waterfall of God's presence and simply enjoy being there Give him your anxieties so that you can take the joy and peace of Christ into your day. And so now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all.
Amen.